Well, time for your money. And Carolyn Wright finds out what the S&P 500 hitting numerous record highs means for investors going ahead. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. We've heard multiple headlines recently about the S&P 500 index hitting multiple record highs. But to find out whether a series of successive highs is really that unusual and what we can learn from them, I'm joined today by Hamish Preston, who is head of US equities at S&P Dow Jones Indices. Thank you for joining me, Hamish. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about how these fresh record highs that we've seen recently in the headlines compare to years gone by? How significant are they? Sure. So um, if we look since 1957, which is when the S&P 500 launched in its current 500 company format, on average, uh, the index has posted about 17 all-time highs per year. Uh, But what's interesting is those all-time highs have not been evenly distributed across those years. Uh, In 27 calendar years since 1957, we've actually seen zero all-time highs, and including last year, 2023. And what that means is in the 40 years where we have seen all-time highs, not including so far this year, um, we've seen around 29 on average per year. Now, as I mentioned, those figures don't include what we've seen in January uh, 2024. And as you mentioned, we, we've hit multiple record highs uh, in, in January. And I think a couple of things jump off the page when thinking about those all-time highs. The first is the length of time in between all-time highs. So on January the 19th, the S&P 500 hit its first all-time high in more than two years. You had to go back to the start of 2022. Now, if, once again, you look at just the live index history back to 1957, that more than two-year period in terms of a gap between all-time highs was the sixth longest gap between all-time highs uh, in that period. So we certainly had to wait a little while for that. And then the second thing that jumps off the page, uh, which uh, we saw uh, towards the the end of January, was the five consecutive all-time highs for the S&P 500. Uh, Once again, going back to 1957, that's the joint 22nd Uh, longest streak of consecutive all-time highs for the S&P 500. And it fell uh, on Friday, the the 26th of of January, which meant that it brought that streak to an end, far far below the the all-time streak of 11 in a row hit in the 1960s. But those are a couple of things that really jumped off the page. So is hitting a succession of fresh record highs an indicator or not for performance of the index over the year? I get the feeling that possibly not necessarily. So I think any time we think of performance, um, you know, we have to be mindful of, you know, past performance is no guarantee of future results. And I think if the last few years in particular have reminded us of anything, it's that predicting the future, what can drive markets, what can impact our lives is extremely difficult to predict. So we will have to wait and see what happens uh, this year. But if you do look since 1957, in years where the S&P 500 has posted an all-time high, uh, typically those years have have posted better price performance than in years where there, there's been zero all-time highs, you know, averaging about 13% gain versus about a 2% gain. And that compares to, you know, over the entire period uh, since 1957, around an 8.5% gain per year. Once again, though, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, part of that is explainable. You know, all-time highs mean that you are at an all-time high and then you gain. 
So perhaps I'm expected that you might see that that relationship. But nonetheless, uh, there has been that that correlation. But whether that continues in 2024, what that means, I think we'll have to wait and see. So why would you say the index has been such a standout performer of, of late, particularly during the course of January? Sure. Well, I think it's really been a continuation of some of the themes from 2023. So uh, in particular, some of the largest companies and the so-called Magnificent Seven, many of them have continued to contribute to the, the S&P 500 uh, performance. You know, if you look year to date, the S&P is up by around three and a half percent. And the Magnificent Seven or some of those companies have accounted for around uh, 70% of those year to date gains. And I think that's once again been a continuation. We saw that in 2023 as well, really with that AI theme coming onto people's radar. And that's what we've seen has really reflected investors' reaction to that news flow and to their own expectations. I think more broadly, we've also seen in the last few years, investors pay close attention to corporate earnings and macroeconomic data points to gauge the health of the US economy and to help inform their, their expectations on the future path of interest rates from the Fed. Um, and I think what we've seen in January 2024 is some, some positive reactions from investors to news flow in those areas. I think that's also supported and provided tailwinds to the S&P 500's performance year to date. Now, you mentioned there the Magnificent Seven and their kind of outperformance over the course of 2023. Is that unusual to find a small group of stocks outperforming most of the rest of the index? Or was 2023 quite unusual and, and it was just the, the whole AI story? Or have we had stories in the past where there's been another sort of new technology that really has emerged at the forefront and driven the companies involved behind it? So in terms of the, uh, the concentration of the S&P 500 as measured by the cumulative weight of the largest five names in the index, in 2023, towards the end of the year, we did actually reach multi-decade highs by that measure. And that really reflected um, what was happening in the market, which was you know investors reacting to that AI trend you, you mentioned um, and thinking about the potential impacts on different companies not least some of the largest or what became the largest companies in the market. So certainly that was unusual. Um, and that helped to explain why the majority of the S&P 500 gains last year, not all, but the majority came from a handful of companies. Um, now, I think the way that we look at that from an, an index provider's perspective is, well, what's the S&P 500 designed to do? It's designed to measure the performance of the large cap US equity segment. And so the evolution of the composition and that performance we've seen really reflects what's been happening in that segment. And once again, investors' reactions to news flow impacting companies' relative valuations and that being reflected in the index. So what we we will see in the future is anyone's guess, uh, but certainly what we've seen with the S&P 500 up till now um, is it continuing to meet its stated objective and really reflecting what's what's going on. Well, it's been fantastic to get your insights. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hamish Preston, who is Head of US Equities at S&P Dow Jones Indices.